your one stop for exclusive interviews. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma quarterback commit Cooper Wilcox. Cooper, thank you for taking the time to talk to me today. Man, really, the culture that the coaches show as soon as you walk in the doors, they make you feel like your family. They make it feel like a, a healthy environment to come and play football. I'm joined by University of Central Oklahoma senior H-back Dante McGee. Dante, thank you for taking time this morning to talk to me. This is honestly a once-a-lifetime thing, you know. Usually you get your five years and you're done, but you know, you get an extra year of play. I was like, you know what, I, I want to come back. I want to spend another year with these guys. Game press conferences. I didn't really like my first read, so I was just went to playmaker mode. Game previews, recaps, brought to you by me, your host, JG Smooth. You're listening to The Cho Show, only on the Suave Report. Good morning, afternoon, evening, night, whatever time it might be. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Show Show Podcast presented by TheSwallReport.com. I'm your host, Jonathan Goodall, a.k.a. J.G. Smooth. We are back. This should be day two of hopefully four. Um, if you checked out the Media Day thoughts earlier today, I appreciate that. It is um, is the playlist here, obviously. Uh, but we, we f- I'm glad we had this. is one of the ones I mentioned Last week, I had to reschedule because of the Wi-Fi issues. I'm, I, I appreciate this man for rescheduling, coming on. And uh, so without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and bring on my guest now. I'm joined by by University of Central Oklahoma defensive end, Mike Pope Jr. Mike, thank you for taking time this evening to come on and talk to me. Uh, could you start by telling the viewers and listeners out there a little bit about yourself? Oh, yes. My name is Mike Pope. Appreciate you for having me on the show as well. My name is Mike Pope. Uh, I come from Dale City High School. I played football and I actually wrestled there. And uh, I went to a JUCO called Independence, Kansas, in Independence, Kansas. And uh, now I'm here at UCO. Now, now I have to ask because obviously the the there's some Midwest City kids on your team. There's 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 Johnny. There's Diego. There's Jonathan Mosley. And for those of us who might not know, like what is that Dell City Midwest City? Rivalry like, oh uh, man, you know it's kind of tough because you know Dell City. We all used to lose to Midwest City, so it's, you know, I ain't really got much to say. <laughs> you know, but, you know, hey, hey, we had heart though, you know, and they knew. <laughs> but and, you know, of course, Paul out, man. They, shoot, they got so many rings, so you know, <laughs> you know, it's you know. It's one of those things. It's not really much of art. It's like, oh man, that's in high school. We talking about high school. <laughs> hey, now. Wait a minute. Now you try to slow down. You try to tell me now that when those games come up during the during during the during the season, now that there's just no trash talk at all between you and the Carl Albert guy. Oh yeah, you know, of course, it's always that you know that little uh, man. You from uh, you from Carl Albert, man? Uh, you know, but yeah. But I don't know, you know, man, really, I, you know, I really don't get too much into that. I mean, I'm sure I'm old now. I feel like I'm old now. <laughs> you know, that was years ago. But it's, you know, it's, still, it's always fun to kind of, you know, have a high school, you know, reminisce. Yeah. You know, when, when, when I was watching your film, your high school film out of Delcy, I, I thought I was watching a guy that was 300 pounds. Like, you played bigger yeah. than what you are so yeah kind of how how are you able to do that well uh yeah like so coming into high school i was like i was a little bit chubbier back then but like i always wrestled on and off but i really didn't start taking it serious until 
probably like the end of my sophomore career as wrestlers with wrestling season. And so I really say, uh, like, coming in my senior year, I really locked in with wrestling. I, was, I wrestled a heavyweight all throughout. Like, when I was in freshman, owned up until I was a senior, I wrestled a heavyweight. I just never dropped the weight. But so my senior year, I was like, man, let me go down. You know, let me cut down this weight and go down to 220. And so I went ahead and cut, cut down to 220. And I was probably weighing, like, around, like, 260. Like, you know, before that cut. But just, just the natural, you know, wrestling, you know, the working out. I just, you know, I straight, I, I like, I got down to like 240. And then right as the season came along and it was ready for that first weigh-in, I was down to 220. And honestly, like, that was like, once I got to 220, like, that's whenever my body, I just felt it changing. You know, like, I, like, I was a lot stronger than all those guys at 220 also used to wrestling at heavyweight. So, you know, that I really feel, and, and also with dropping that weight, it really helped me with football as well. You know, help me being able to move a little bit different. You know, my, my, I don't know. I just, I just really just reached my, I was reaching my full potential, like with my body. Whenever I changed it within wrestling. Now, now when I talked to uh, Peyton Scott because he was a his wrestler in high school, and he mentioned having to drop weight. I think he had to drop like 20, 30 pounds in like a matter of like a week. I think so. Like, how tough is it? To cut weight, because you mentioned that you you were at two sixty and down to two twenty, so you had to lose forty pounds. Mm-hmm. So, like, what was that process like, and 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 how tough was it? Honestly, it really wasn't tough. Like, because as soon as I got to that that transition of the wrestling workouts compared to football, I was just losing weight. Like, it was just you know just dropping weight, and then, I mean it's really crazy. But I I mean because I got down, like once I got down to two thirty, then I had to like really. Like, you know, start putting in more of an effort, like, on the eating side. Like, just starting to cut back. But I really, like, when I was when I was in high school, it really wasn't, like, a big, you know, it really wasn't, like, a big, like, to me, it didn't feel like it was just a big transition. Because it was, we were just running. We were just running a lot, you know, wearing hoodies and sweating, you know. So, it, it really wasn't a hard process, if I, you know. During that time, I was young, I was a lot younger, too. So, that, metab- that metabolism was just going. Now, now, do you do you think though that you'd be able to do that now? You know, so that's one of my things. Whenever I'm done playing football, I would like to see if I can get back down to 220. That's been my goal. That's been my goal because I feel 220. That was my that was my weight right there. That was that was a good weight. Now, now I know your head coach, Coach Doro. He loves wrestlers. Now, I now from from a from a football standpoint, because you you kind of touched on it earlier, but like how did how did wrestling from a football standpoint really help you? Um, you know, currently, I would really say just leverage, like dealing with those dealing with offensive linemen. It's just a game of leverage and being able to be uncomfortable whenever you up close and you know, like you know, almost getting you know all the grabbing and everything. So it just you know, being able to maneuver around all that. You know, just being comfortable, being in like awkward situations and stuff like that has really helped me a lot. So, so now, which which sport, I guess, did you enjoy the most, wrestling or football? Football, football all the way. Because you know, wrestling was always like one of those things. Because you know, I really, I'm not gonna lie, I was not a hooper. Just never growing up, I was not a hooper. Never, you know, my pops he tried to get me, get to me into like a few basketball tournaments and stuff like that, but I just, I never liked it. So, you know, I was like, man, wrestling is in this is in the same season. So, you know, let me see what that's about. I kind of wrestled on and off all throughout my life. And and so, like, what what kind of is that transition period like 
going from football to wrestling and then from wrestling to football? It was honestly good. Like, I used to love coming out of wrestling going into football season because I was already in shape. You know, like, for that summer camp, I was already in shape, you know. And, you know, you still, you know, it's, it's a different it's a different shape, you know, wrestling and football. But whenever it came to, like, the running and everything, it really helped me a lot, I feel like. And and what what I found most impressive about your high school tape, though, like you you were like routinely splitting defenders. I I, I you were you were running guys. I think there's one play you missed a tackle, you got up and then you made the tackle. So like, where does that where does that hustle and that that effort come from? Uh, well, I, I had a real good high school uh, defensive lineman coach, Coach Brad, and you know he always used to talk about get off and just having the motor. So, like, I really feel like when I was in high school, that was one of the main things I used to focus on was trying to get off the ball real fast and having a high motor. Because, you know, he was like, that's, that's what colleges are looking for if you want to go to college and, you know, be successful. Uh, and, and looking looking back, I guess, what, what would you say was the most memorable part of your high school football career? Man, just that. Just that differently, like, the different brotherhood. Because, like, I feel like in high school, everybody knows that not everybody's going to go and play college football. But, you know, at the end of the day, like, we all there. And they will, you know, like, it's, it's, it's not that many of us. And so it's like, you know, just that real close brotherhood. You know, being able to really know everybody, you know. Just those, those being on the bus, on the, on the away games, you know, all that was all fun. Uh, and and so from from Dell City, then you went to in the in the uh, in the Independence JUCO in Kansas. So now, how do we go from Dell City to uh, Independence? Uh, so coming out of high school, my grades wasn't the best, and so I really didn't have that many options. Like you know, like with the ACT and all that, it, re- it really wasn't good for me. And I, and one of my one of my coaches that told me about JUCO. And uh, I really didn't know much about it, but I was like, hey, you know, I'm just going to give it a shot. And, you know, it was kind of cool because at the time they was uh, filming the Netflix up there, the Last Chance U series up there. And, like, you know, that school had a lot of hype and stuff like that. So, you know, I I really just felt like it was a good situation to be in. So I just chose to go on up to Independence. And and what was your uh, experience like during, during your time there? Oh man, it was it was rough. Like my freshman year, sorry about that. Somebody called me. Oh, you good? But um, so my freshman year, I go up there, go go and sit in the D line room. It's just straight six five and up. Everybody, like I'm looking around. I'm like, man, this is a grown man. <laughs> I'm sitting here with a grown man right now. <laughs> And uh, so, you know, me being fresh out of high school, you know, it was nervous. You know, I was nervous up there. But, like, once once it came down to it, it was just like, hey, man, I got to do what I got to do. And so, you know, you know, me being, like, a shorter defense lineman, I definitely, like, always had to, like, just work hard, you know. And, you know, just have just try to have something advantage over that, over not being the tallest one out there. So it was it was like a real humbling experience, and it really turned me into the person I am today. And uh, you ended up making 19 tackles, and you had um, one and a half sacks. Now I, I gotta ask though that 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 sack, that first college sack, what was that feeling like for you? Oh yeah, it was good. It was good, man. It 
you know, that's that's one that's like a birthday cake for a deep defensive lineman. I don't know, you know. So it, I mean, it, it felt good. It was just like, man, I'll just ah, just blend it all out. Like, yeah, first set. And 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 what will you take? I guess what 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 is your biggest takeaway from your time in JUCO? Uh, just the bonds that were that were built. Like you know, like uh, JUCO, it's, it's a hard time, and you got you got to find friends that you know that that can help you get through it. And you know, I I do like have a, a close set of friends that I still talk to to this day from Indy. And you know, and it just you know you really can't take nothing away from a brotherhood like that. What do what you know? Being in a in a situation like that, you know, just having good people around you to help you make it through those situations is it was real important during my time there. Uh, and so from there, you come to UCO. So now, what was it about you UCO that made you decide that that's where you wanted to continue your college career? Uh, well, well, UCO they really recruited me. Uh, it was I had uh, Nick Bobek recruiting me. Uh. You know, they was just they was on me heavy, cause I was real iffy about it, and um, I and I and I actually I actually left Indy early to come to UCO. I was supposed to stay for an extra semester, uh, but you know I would have had to take out some more loans and stuff like that to stay at Indy, and like UCO just kind of came along and was like, hey, we can we can do this for you, and you have all your credit, so you can leave right now. So, and, you know, and I'm from Oklahoma, so you know it was just like you know I think it's time to come back home. And UCO, you know, it's a real nice program over here. And, yeah, and I'm, I don't regret it. So you get here and then COVID happens. So and now, so, so now what, now what was that experience like? Because here you are, you went to JUCO, you got them situated, you come back home now, here you are looking to make an a, a impact and the whole season is scrapped. Yeah, that, it was rough. It was rough. Like, uh, you know, it's just like it's just like that. Um, where, where like you know, you always hear coaches say like, you really got to fall in love with the process, and that's like you know, throughout that whole process, it really made me understand like football is a real process because like that during that whole time we were just straight working out, straight working out, without you know no pads or nothing. So, you know, it was just like it was just eye opening. It was like okay, like dang, like football got taken away from us, so. Now it's just time to just, you know, just work on ourselves, work on just, you know, just time to work on your body, you know, your mind. So, you know, I mean, it was it was good and bad taken out of that situation, but we're here now. So, you know, made it through. And 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 and, and what was probably the, the biggest lesson that you learned during that experience? Uh, I would say. To just keep on having drive whenever something is taken away from you, you know, because you know, I mean, it was a lot of people that just it was like a lot of people came and came and went throughout that whole situation because it, it was tough. It was just like you just you come in there to work and you come in there just to put in work, but you knowing that you're not gonna be able to play football. So it was just it was it was you know that's just where you just show grit and just keep on putting in the work, you know, just hoping that everything will play out. And 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 how were you able to kind of keep a good headspace during that time? Because you know there was the, the higher levels were playing, and then there were teams in your conference that was playing exhibition games. So how were you kind of mentally able to ride that out? Well, just look around and just see that I got teammates going through the same thing. 
you know, and we all, we was all there together. And we, you know, we just, we just had to put our head down and just keep on working, you know, as best as we could. Uh, and so we, we get to the Southern Nazarene Screamers. Now, I, I have to say, that's a heck of a debut you had. You had two tackles, both were for loss, and you had a sack. So what was working for you in that Southern Nazarene Screamers? Uh, man, I was, I, was, I was ready to play. And, um, you know, there it was, it was a different time. I was playing a different position. And, uh, you know, it was, it was it was it was fun. I was really just out there having fun. It, it was the first time since we can, you know, get the butterflies out. And, you know, and at that time, you know, it was at a time like, you know, everybody like needs to show what they can do. You know, so it was just one of those things like, you know, it's been a while since we didn't got out there to compete against somebody else besides our team. You know, so it was it was a real fun experience. Uh, and and then you kind of used that as a as a springboard this past season. Uh, you had you had uh, three games that stuck out to me. The first game, Northwest Missouri, you had three tackles, one TFL. Now that that was uh, for one, it was a hostile environment, and two, that's a big physical football team there. So how were you able to to have the success that you did against those guys? Uh, well, you know, just in all honesty, uh, last season I didn't I didn't play as much as I would you know, as I felt I needed to play. And so every time every time I got the chance to go up in the game, then I'm like, okay, I know I only have X amount of plays. And my thing was, I'm like, I got I to gotta make a play every time I go in there, you know? And I just went in with that mindset, and, you know, and I just came out to to make some plays that, that, that game. Uh, and then in the Northeastern State game, you had two more tackles, both both for loss, and your first sack of the season. Now, walk me through that sack, because if I recall, you had to chase the quarterback down, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken. So, just kind of just walk me through that sack. Man, so, I don't even know, man. I, I went back, and, I, and he scrambled out. So, I ran up, he scrambled out. I'm like, man, okay. Now just go in hawk mode. Just run, just go straight running down, and and I was like, man, okay, you know, it, you know, it's it's not it's it's not the ideal sack because you know usually you like you like having the sack where you in the pocket, you know what I mean? But so I mean, having to run out and you know just making the play. That's what came down to that making the play. Well, now okay, so now now like now, how, how tough is that though when you have to when you have to chase a quarterback that that breaks from the pocket because there's a chance of over pursuit. Uh, mm-hmm. There's just a chance that, that he, he might, he might put a, put a, put a move on you. There's so much that could go wrong. And it was one-on-one um, a, a, a thing. So how do you make sure that you come away with at least a, a, a tackle when that happens? Man, as soon as I grab him, I just, I wrap him up. I just, I just bring him in. I'm like, Shit, I was like, man, you ain't going nowhere. I, I need this one. I need it. <laughs> but that's how, man, uh, you know, it just, you just going and you just like, man, I, you know, just, you just got to grab and squeeze. That's, <laughs> that's all I know, man. <laughs> yeah. And, and then you uh, ended the season in Central Missouri. You had two more tackles, another one for, for loss. Now, I, I know that you mentioned that you, you didn't get to play as much as you wanted to. But looking back on the season with the opportunities that you were given, how do you feel like you you did? Well, 
like I said earlier, like, you know, every time I went to a game, I was knowing that my reps was limited. But I really feel like every time I went there, I made a statement that I can make a play every time I come in. And that's just what it was. And, you know, like, uh, that, throughout that whole season, I just, I just, you know, just kept my head down and was just like, you know, every opportunity I get, I just got to go in there and make a play. And, I, you know, that's all I could do. And I just left it at that that whole season. Like, I'm coming in, I'm coming in every game ready to play. Once my name get called, I'm ready. Uh, and so, at some point, it, uh, Coach Coach Bobek he steps down. Coach Doral then comes in. Now, when Coach first talked to you all, what were your first thoughts about him? Oh uh, man, uh, he really showed that that you know he cared about us as people, and that and that's something that stood out to me. You know, just like uh, like you know, being like real concerned about our mental. You know, because like uh, whenever he came, like. Our team really opened up a lot. Like, we, we really learned a lot of stuff about each other that we just wouldn't have learned if it wasn't for Coach Doral. Like, in the way that the way that he, like, set us up and we reached, like, sit down and have meetings together, you know, and it was just, like, a real time to bond. Like, not even talking about football. You know, we are just talking about life. And that's something that really stood out to me. And, and, and how has that helped you all so far now kind of having a, a, a better understanding of, about you all. It helps out in a big way because now, like, you know, everybody knows everybody. So, you know, and everybody for the most part knows how to deal with everybody. And, you know, cause like, you know, we got to be around each other every day. So why not know everybody, you know? And I think that's just one of the biggest thing, like, you know, just us being able to like be closer as a team and for it just to mean more than football, you know, where we actually know about each other's lives, like personal lives. And I, you know, I, I really think that's that's for you know any team is good to have something like that within the program. Uh, now I think about a month before spring, I talked to your position coach, Coach Coach Sanders. Now he he mentioned that as good as you all were as a unit last year, and you all were extremely good, probably the best defensive line I've seen in my time covering. That he expected you all to be better this coming season. So. Looking, because entering spring, you all were losing some guys. You were losing Cesar. You were losing Derek. You were losing Joseph. So you were losing some guys um, among that uh, rotation there. So knowing that, and then plus the uh, new scheme with Coach Lechtenberg, how did spring go for you? Uh, it was a good spring. Um, you know, it was a time for us to really learn how the new coaches want everything to be ran. And uh, for the most part, like, the scheme and everything is good. Uh, not really much has changed for D-Line. Like, you know, uh, he's really just letting Coach Sanders just kind of take us and, you know, take him under our wing. And, you know, he's really controlling everything. And, you know, and it's just like, you know, that whole room, everybody want to play. And, you know, and but we are brothers at the end of the day. But, you know, that, like, you know, just that, just the energy in the room, like, knowing that everybody in the room can play is just making everybody better, in my opinion. And 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 what is it like to uh, play under Coach Sanders? It's good, man. You know, he, you know, it's it's a lot. It's a lot of knowledge that he has for us. You know, he's been showing us more videos that he's been watching and stuff like that. You know, it just it just it just it's just a good 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 experience with him. Now, when you got to campus in twenty twenty, that that was coming off a season where the defensive line. It was not good. It was, it was not good. They didn't only have like 11 sacks and half of that came from a guy that had graduated. So now did you all enter last season 
with something to prove as a unit, knowing what what was seen in 2019, but also like most of that defensive line was new. Like, there wasn't many holdovers. I think it might have been just been Derek and and uh, Joseph from that 2019 unit. So, what was you all's mindset entering last season? To just change the culture of the D line. That was the main thing. Like it was, it was changing. It was just changing everything. Like you know, the whole D line is just is totally different now. You know, we all came in, came in ready to work, and just change. And you know, change change the the mindset of you know UCOs or you know D line hasn't been that good the past few years. Just change the narrative. And, and and so now that the narrative have been changed, where it, it is it has been considered not only the strong point of the defense, but of the of the whole team. Now, so how do you all this year go about not only making sure that the standard doesn't slip, but continuing to build upon that? Well, like Coach always say, like you know what you did yesterday don't matter. So. You know, it just it's still that thing like where we still we still coming to work like it's like nothing, you know, clean slate. Now we got we got to start new history now. So, you know. Uh, and 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 what do you feel like that you need to improve on the most uh, from now uh, through fall 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 camp? What I would most want to improve on is my motor. Having my motor, just being able to go, you know, because. Uh, you know, being in long drives, like, you know, not everybody can do that, you know, and like play with the same intensity that, that they play with on the first play. And so that's something that I'm really trying to focus on throughout, you know, this whole summer workouts and everything. And and and, and how do you go about doing that? Just whenever like working out and making sure my body is where it needs to be whenever the time comes and just, you know, just really focusing on my body, make sure I'm taking care of it, doing what I need to do. And what would you say are your goals for this upcoming season? For, my upcoming, for this upcoming season, man, I, I really just want to, you know, I want to make a bigger name for myself and just go in here, have a great season, you know, get thrown in the rotation more than last year. That's one of the main goals, you know, and just prove, you know, just prove everybody that I can play. Uh, now, uh, now, now. Last year, if I'm not mistaken, you wore number nine. Now, I think you were the only defensive lineman to have a single digit number. So now, is that is that a number that you chose, or, or did they just like hand you number number nine? Like what? Because you because do, you you don't see that a lot on the defensive line, yeah. the single digit. So, what was it about number nine? to you that made you decide that that's the number that you wanted to wear? Uh, well, throughout high school, like, I always had, I always, like, was in the 90s. Like, you know, I wore 95 in high school, and uh, then I wore 19 in Indy. And so I just was just like, uh, you know, I, I like the number nine, so I just went ahead, and I was like, I think I'm going to go with the number nine, and uh, the coaches that let me get the number. And that's how that started. Yeah, yeah. Uh well, uh, but before I get you out of here, we do this with all the new guests, kind of get to know you type questions. So your your favorite sports team? Favorite sports team? We're talking football? It could be any sport. I'm gonna go ahead and go with football, the Ravens. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. 
Are, are they going to get a contract done with Lamar before the season starts? And that's my thing. I'm a Lamar fan, so you know, I'm. I don't know. You know what I mean, I don't. I don't know. It's tough right now. It's uh-huh. tough. Right now. And, and 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 now, do you think though he can lead you all to postseason success? Because I, I've heard that's been a criticism from some of the fan base. He's good in the regular season, but like. In the playoffs is not the same. Now, do you have faith in him to be able to go on a deep postseason run? Hey, man, I'm hey, I'm here for the ride, man. I'm here for the ride. We're gonna see what we're gonna see what happens. <laughs> we're gonna see. Now, now I know you're aware. Now, your teammates Johnny Buzzo the fourth and Peyton Scott, along myself, are Pittsburgh Steelers fans. Now, during the season. Is there any trash talk that that occurs between you all? I mean, yeah, you know, it's always little uh, little trash talks coming here and there, but you know, like, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, me personally, I don't, I don't really just get into all like that, that you know, you, you you know the the sports arguments, you know. <laughs> I don't, I usually don't you don't get too involved up into. I just like to watch and observe. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, now, you think you all will stay healthier this year? Because last year, this is brutal for you all. Yeah, uh, that's that's one of the main things, and that's you know that's that's been a focus within the summer workouts, is you know, just making sure that our body's gonna be able to take what the season has in store for us. So, you know that that's always you know it's always one of those things where, you know, anybody can bound to get hurt at any time. So, I mean, all we could do is just try to get our bodies in the best shape you know, to be able to withstand the whole season. Yeah. So your, your, your favorite hobby outside of football? Favorite hobby? Uh, man, honestly, I just, I like chilling. I just like chilling, playing video games, just chilling in the crib. I'm a homebody. Uh, now, are we, are we Xbox or PlayStation? Oh, man, we PlayStation, man. Come on. Hey, uh, <laughs> the only three Xbox guys that I am aware of is your head coach, Coach Doral, uh, Coach, <laughs> coach Curly, uh, there's Coach Curly, and there's your punter, Bo Phelps. So now, uh, to, now, now, in your opinion, why is PlayStation better than Xbox? Man, I always played PlayStation growing up. I was just always PlayStation. I, I don't really know too much about the Xbox, so I don't, I don't know. It just PlayStation all day. Okay. Now, now, now are you a are you a, a Madden player? I'm a 2K player. 2K. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so now, who now who would be the the the, the best 2K player on the team? Man, I'm just going to say myself. <laughs> I'm going to say myself now. Yeah, no, you know, we do, we, you know, now it does get like a little heated with little game arguments. You know, we all have like little tournaments and stuff like that. But, I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm willing to back that one up. Now, 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 uh, okay, now, I will say, because you want to know, now, I have to say, when, when, when Payne Scott came on now, he mentioned how the day before that interview, you two got cooked by a seven-year-old, I think he said that. Oh. <laughs> Oh, uh, <laughs> we let seven-year-old. Tell us about that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Me, y'all forgot all about that. Me and P. Scott was playing. 
And like we just kept on, we just kept on spinning the block on these two little boys, man. They was about seven years old, and they was we couldn't beat them. We just couldn't beat them. I mean, but you know, I, hey, they they had some OP bills, so it just you couldn't guard it. <laughs> Damn, I forgot all about that one. I forgot. <laughs> I, just, I, had to, <laughs> I had to ask about that now. <laughs> I know. Okay. Uh, so when you do play now, so who is your team of choice? The Lakers. Lakers. Okay. Okay. Now, now, do 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 you do you follow them in real life as well? Not as much. Okay. Like I've been, I'm, I've been, you know, like I'm, I'm a Russell Westbrook fan, so you know. I'm just always, you know, trying to go where he goes. So I haven't really been keeping up on where they stand at today. Yeah. Now, from that perspective, as a Westbrook fan, do you feel like he got an unfairly amount of the criticism last season for their struggles, or do you feel like it was warranted? I, I kind of feel like it was just a little bit too much. I'm, I mean, man, I'm like, yeah, he was struggling. He was, but at the end of the day, man, Russ, he is a beast, and I, you know, he's he always gonna be a beast. And that's just that's my opinion on it. You know, dog hard, fan right here. Now, now, would you like to see him on a different team, or do you feel like that group in L.A. with Darvin Ham now can make that work? I, I was, I would like to see it again. I would like to see Russ stay where he at, you know, and just see see how it all play out. Give give him another chance, and you know, give him another season. See how it go. Uh, okay. Let's see your 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 favorite musical artist. Favorite? Mm, I say Kodak. Kodak. Okay. And now uh, you have a favorite Kodak song? Senseless. Okay. Yeah. Now I I have been told numerous times the auxiliary cord in the locker room is not for the weak. Now oh, yeah. I have to. <laughs> now I have to, <laughs> I have to ask now: Have you ever been on on the ox and they have pulled the cord from your phone? No, no, no. okay. Now, but, yeah, um, yep. Yeah, depending on, yep, yeah. it gets serious over the ox cord at times. <laughs> now. I've been told that uh, your teammate Robert Fuentes and Steph are the two best on the Ox. Would that yeah. be an accurate statement? Yeah, okay. those are the main two on the Ox right there. Yep. Okay. Now, I've also been told that the worst is Jace Gardner. Would that also be an accurate statement? Hey, he, that is, that's, that's the favorite, I guess. But I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> wait, okay, wait. So now, in your opinion, now, who would be the worst though? Because I, because I think it was Trayvon Craig said Hunter Largy. Uh, so <laughs> you know, we, we can go with Hunter Largy. I'll go with Hunter Largy on that one. Okay, that, that's so. What is it about Hunter on the Ox though that's so bad? Well, see, Hunter, he just has a thing to where he likes to oversing the song. He don't like the song to, you know, let's listen to the song, Hunter. 
Like, man, Hunter, he just he just gets a little too involved with the songs. Wait, okay, what that? But are the songs themselves like good though? I mean, yeah, yeah. So Hunter, Hunter, he put me on some good country songs. I could, I could say, I could say. Uh, it's it's not bad. It's just you know, don't let Hunter get too off into his zone, man. It's over with. <laughs> Now, uh, now when Noah Dobson came on, now he he told me that he tried to play a Justin Bieber song on the Ox. Now I just gotta add that I don't know if you recall that, but now would you ever attempt something so risky? I feel like that should have been just a no. Yeah, I I didn't hear this, but I mean, yeah, if you if, yeah, depending on what so what song you play, you are gonna hear it from everybody. Like bro, next song, bro, you know. <laughs> Get out the house. You can't get back on. <laughs> that is brutal. <laughs> oh, man. Now, okay, now I have to ask that. What, what is the worst song that you've heard played on the arc so far? Man. Man, I can't, I can't think of the, the song right now. But it was it was a joke, and like we, like Slate, Michael Slate used to play this song. It was a funny song. Everybody be in there laughing. I I can't I can't think of the name of it right now. But it's it really wasn't a song. But it was like somebody singing, and he just used to always play that. That was that was something funny. He used to go in the locker room. Yeah. yeah. Now I had to ask. Now, do people attempt to sing in the locker room? And if they do. Is that something that also gets judged harshly? Like, hey, man, you kind of bad at this? Or, or do you kind of just let guys... No, no, we we always have like, little concerts in there. Yeah, that's a, that's the thing. Steph Steph is the main one whenever it comes to that one. Kinda. Steph on there, he ain't, he'll be in, got the microphone. Yeah. And they have a concert. <laughs> okay, I have to ask now. Who is the worst, though, when it comes to that? There's... Man, I don't even know. I don't. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Huh? Please yeah. on that one. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not mad at that. Okay, I'm not mad at that, man. You, you want to make sure everything good in the locker room? Okay, uh, okay. I will say. I will say. Jonathan Mosley tried to perform one day and it didn't go so good. <laughs> uh, I don't know if Jonathan might be the worst performer. I don't know. But it didn't go so good. He tried to have a little concert. It didn't go so good. <laughs> anyway, now, since you brought him up, now, I, I know you said that you're more of a 2K guy. Now, I don't know if you're up on the mad scene within the locker room, but he claims... He's among the top Madden players on the team. Now, would that be an accurate statement? Who was that again? Jonathan Mosley. Oh, man, I haven't, I haven't heard that one. <laughs> I, <haven't> heard that. <laughs> I, I have not heard that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. I know, I know, I know Montreal. He, Montreal claims he's the best one. So. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's see. Okay. Um, okay, your uh, favorite food? Favorite food? It had to be 
Had to be steak. Okay. Now, how we eating the steak? Are we, is it rare, medium rare, or medium rare? Okay. Uh, let's see. Okay, now, in terms of gear, now, are you one of these, like, just give me the helmet and the shoulder pads and some gloves, or are you like your defensive backs, Trayvon Craig and the aforementioned Jonathan Mosley, where you have to have the calf band and the bands galore? Uh, nah, I like to wear tights. I wear tights and a clear visor, and I kind of just let the guns hang. That's how, that's kind of how I like to roll. Wear some gloves. Yeah. I mean, I, I keep I keep it pretty simple. Yeah. Yeah. So now, who now out of your D line unit? Now, who, which which one do you believe, or who do you believe wears the most gear? I so sometimes they say I do, but I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I kind of feel like it's it's all about the same. It's about the same. It's all about the D line. It's not it's not too flashy. Uh, uh, let's see. Um, do you have any pregame routines that you normally do? Uh, really, just like how I eat that day. I really like to change the way I eat. Like I don't like coming into the game feeling real heavy. So, but other than that, like I, you know, I got, I got, I gotta have my headphones. You know, that just gets me in my mood. Just let me lock in. But that's about it, really. I just, just come out there ready to play. Just vibe in the locker room before the game. Listen to my music. Get some good food. Get some good food in me. We ready. So now, what is the food of of, of choice? Now? It'll be like some chicken, some vegetables, and rice. Yeah. That's probably ideal meal. Yeah. Something, something that'll hold me off, but just you know, not have me ready for a nap. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Now, do you prefer? The night games or the afternoon game? I like night games, night games for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's always good like to mix in the day games because like, okay, now we have the, the rest of the day off to go, you know, go out, you know, have a good time, stuff like that. Yeah. But night games for sure though. Yeah. Uh, I guess my final question would be, uh, do you have a message to those who might still be on the fence about coming to give you all a shot this year about what they can expect to see if they come watch you all play. Oh man, I think I really think you know the culture has changed a lot. You know, it's it's a different UCO. It's a, it's a different feeling walking into the SBC every day. Uh, just come out, give us give us a chance. Come see, come check us out. Yeah. Well, Mike, I, I appreciate you taking time this uh, evening to come on and talk to me. I'm, I'm wishing you the best of luck, uh, rest of the off season into fall camp, and you know I'm hoping you have a a good season. You're able to build upon what you did last year, and uh, if you ever want to come back on, you're more than welcome to. Sir, appreciate you. Thank you for having me. No problem. Thank you, Mike. So again, I want to thank Mike for for taking the time to come on and talk to me. We know it has been very tough to get uh, uh, that defensive line unit on. Uh, but I'm glad that we got one on almost. And I'm wishing Mike the best. Look, you know, Mike Mike is a guy I felt like did make the most of his opportunities. Because lo- looking back at the at the stats, I mean, you can't deny the fact that he had an impact. And 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 I'm hoping, you know, now with with you know some of those guys that we mentioned during the episode, the 
Josephs and the Derricks and the Sessives that's, that's kind of gone now, uh, that he might be able to carve out a little bit more time in that rotation because uh, Mike is a very good physical football player, and, and I'm just looking forward to seeing what he can accomplish uh, this season. But uh, we should be back tomorrow with Peyton Lusk. All right, tomorrow should be Peyton Lusk. Hopefully, it's it's, it's Peyton, Peyton Lusk. Uh, and then we should have one also for Thursday. And then Monday, I'll be dropping a update both on here and on the YouTube channel. There are two separate updates, so... If you're thinking you can listen to one to take care of both, that's won't be the case. But uh, until that time, my name is Jonathan Goodo, a.k.a. JG Smooth. I'll talk to you all later.